Welcome to the Mississippi Arts Hour. I'm Malcolm White. I am your host on this Sunday afternoon. I hope that you are having a delightful Sabbath and uh, enjoying uh, your radio. W. Is it W? MPB? Is there a W in front? WMPN. Well, it's different in different parts of the state. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. It's MPB. Think Radio. Glad you're here. Glad you're tuned in. Thanks for joining us. Uh, my guest today is uh, John Howell. John is a Jackson-based teacher and actor. Welcome, John. Thank you, Malcolm. Uh, John and I decided that we've done this before. I don't know when. Yeah. Some years ago. Yeah. But... Uh, it, anything worth doing is worth repeating again, I think. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so anyway, welcome back. Thank you. It's to the to Arts Hour. I appreciate it. <laughs> John and I have known each other uh, for a long time. Uh, you've lived in Jackson how long? Um, 25 years. 25 years. Uh-huh. Grew up? In Philadelphia, Mississippi. Oh, boy. That's where my family is from, and I come from a very artsy family. I was surrounded by the arts growing up. Tell us about your family well, and my, the surrounding. My mother is a, an artist. Uh, she's a... Uh, I think holds the record for winning the most uh, first prizes at the Mississippi uh, Art Colony. Uh-huh. Uh, she started going back in the fifties, back when it started. Wow, and back with uh, back at Ellison Wells, Allison you know, Wells, all those things. years ago. Uh-huh. Uh, with uh, I'm trying to think, Marie Hall uh-huh. and uh-huh. Carl Wolf mm-hmm. and. Mildred Wolf and yes. all those people were members of, of the original. Right, right. Uh-huh. She's spoken about that. And uh, she's still living in Philadelphia. And so I was exposed to visual art through mm-hmm. her. And uh, then uh, my father, who passed away uh, just over a year ago, was a huge patron of the arts, loved everything about the arts, never was an artist himself exactly, but I think he was... Uh, Secretly wanted to be a performer. Uh, mm. He was a musician. He loved music, um, but didn't dedicate his life to it like uh, a lot of other people around him did. Uh, and he encouraged his children to to study music and and play music, and and all of them did. And um, so I have a, a brother who's a musician. Uh, uh, who, uh, he's uh, actually got his uh, uh, masters in ethnomusicology yeah. and is now the director of the uh, uh, museum at uh, Winterville. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, of course he Mark is. Howell. Yeah, Isn't Mark, it? your brother. He, he played with George Cartwright, Cartwright. in that group uh, uh-huh. for years. Uh, Bruce Golden. That's right. That's right. Uh, Evan Gallagher. Yes. Uh-huh. Curlew, all of those yeah. bands. Yes, right. Mark was the guitar player. Yes, uh-huh. Exactly. Oh, okay. uh-huh. And he currently is the director, the director of, Winterville. of the Winterville. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is going through a massive renovation, are they not? I believe so, yeah, because they had a, a lot of damage from the um, from the rains, right, uh, right. I guess it was last summer, yeah. and, and, one, and one of the mounds was uh, eroded through through the rain, and so they've been uh, repairing that. And, and in the collection there uh, at Winterville, because of your brother's interest, there's not only the Native American stuff, but he collects ancient instruments. Of so He has all these different instruments that he yeah. displays. Well, that that is the field that he wound yeah. up uh, being an expert in, wow. interestingly enough. Did you ever have a family band with your dad and your brother? Not and... exactly. Well, you know, they, they always did play music. My sister is a musician. My other brother's a, a drummer. Um, uh, my sister, Sean's a, a great musician, piano, flute, and a dancer. And... Um, yeah, they all played together. Now, not me. I was not a member of the band. Oh, okay. I'm the least musical person in the family. But, uh, <laughs> but yes, they did sort of uh, have a, have a 
have a little perform, band. yeah, have right. a little, little band Great. when I was growing up. But but you you veered uh, toward the visual arts and well, the performing arts. Performing arts mainly, uh, uh-huh. theater and uh, writing mm-hmm. uh, is what interested me uh, as a kid, and and still does. And, and and like I said, my dad I think would would love to have been an actor. He mm-hmm. was a, he was a great storyteller, very funny guy, um, and he could he could play a character. Uh, I think that's something he would have enjoyed. And he loved coming to the theater and watching performances. What did your dad do professionally? He was a construction. Uh, he was in the construction business. His father had had a construction company in Philadelphia, and uh, he uh, inherited that company. And then when that company uh, failed in the 70s he mm. went on and, and found other construction jobs as he could and you know uh, had to struggle for a while to to find something here and there but that was the business he was in throughout built buildings all over the state everywhere we went go he would He'd say, say I, I built that hotel well, I, I worked built that on that church. I, I built on that yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. wherever we went so yeah fascinating mm-hmm. now when uh you grew up in philadelphia yes did, did you know Marty Stewart? Was he? Well, my my brother and sister know Marty Stewart. Okay. They went to uh, uh, high school with him, right. and uh, so that was their that was their, their generation, generation okay. not mine. But, younger. Yeah, and they're still. Uh, my sister uh, has actually uh, recently uh, been in touch with him he uh, is, on occasion. He's doing a lot in Philadelphia right he now. He is. He's working on he's, something. And he's, big. he's working on his. <laughs> New World Congress of Country Music, he yeah. calls it. His right. his vast collection that he's been collecting since he was 16. Mm-hmm. The largest collection of country music, memorabilia, keepsakes, um, papers, and objects, I think, in the country. Right. It's been yeah. in Nashville so for a long time, but it's en route to Philadelphia. Yeah. Downtown. It's exciting. It's very exciting. <laughs> uh, so what school did you did you go to? Uh, the city school, Philadelphia Elementary and Philadelphia High School. Okay. And uh, this is a curiosity of mine. What was your relationship with the Choctaw Nation in that time period? Well, my mother taught at Choctaw schools, mm-hmm. um, several of them. Uh, when I was in high school, she was teaching at Tucker, which is right outside of Philadelphia. And... Um, my dad worked at Chata, the uh, Choctaw Construction Company, at one point in oh. the, I think it was the 80s and into the 90s. Uh, can't remember exactly yeah. the dates. So it was a but, very, but, uh, uh, it was a community. There was a, an integration of, of all the cultures there. I know it yeah, hasn't always been true. that way. That's true. It hasn't always been that way. Yeah, right? They're all there. They're all represented, whether right. they uh, interrelate. So they have their separate schools, separate government. Right. But uh, it's interesting. I met recently with the economic developer of the Choctaw Nation about some big artistic ideas that they mm-hmm. have. And I, I think it's really, really good. And once upon a time, we were thinking about putting a music, Marty Stewart and myself and Jim Brewer and Marty Gamblin, we're all working on this big idea to build a, a Mississippi music museum on Choctaw land uh, oh. uh, at the in Philadelphia, but we ultimately decided not to. Anyway, mm-hmm. Just anyway. so after after Choctaw High, or where did you go? You mean Philadelphia High? Philadelphia. Oh, I High, went to uh, Mississippi State. Went to state. Uh huh. Acted and, and acting. I, yeah, I studied. Well, I got theater. a uh, degree in English and theater, and then went back later and got a master's in English, all at state. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And then came to Jackson, and then ultimately came to Jackson and got married, and mm-hmm. that was all twenty five years ago. And when I first came here, I started out as an intern at New Stage Theater, an acting intern. So I, wor- I did that two years in a row. And then there was this transition 
where Francine Thomas, who is now Francine Reynolds, the director of New Stage, she was the education director when I was an intern. Mm -hmm. um, when she was leaving that position, um, I stepped into it for a year. So I was education director there for one year. Mm -hmm. And then after that, I ultimately went to Casey Elementary. Where uh, you've where been. Where I am now, yeah. Ever since. Uh -huh. And you were, um, you're our... Uh, liaison with the Mississippi Arts Commission's Whole Schools Initiative Program. That's right. Which you've been, how long, at Casey? How That's long? been 20 years. 20 and years. I'm, I was realizing, you know, Whole Schools, we're going next week to the to the uh, annual Whole School Summer Institute, and this is the 20th one, and I've been to all 20, or wow. I will have been to all 20. Wow, we need to interview you. We're trying to actually, <laughs> we're trying to do a little history of Whole Schools. Mm hmm and Charlotte's been working on it, and uh, so we need to we'll, we'll get an interview. She has an interview, had you had she? No, not yet. Okay, so that's great. So uh, why don't you explain for our listeners uh, what Whole Schools is? I mean, they they get tired of hearing it from me because it's <laughs> what I do for a living. But uh, you, you're you're a practitioner and a grantee and a partner. How, how do right. you perceive it as this representing the school? Well, a whole school, as I understand it, is a school that uses the arts as a fundamental part of a student's education, where it starts at the very beginning, uh, starting in kindergarten, they're learning what the uh, discipline, the arts disciplines are, mm -hmm. and what the uh, the fundamental elements of those disciplines are. But they're not learning them just for their own sake. They're learning them to help them with their academic studies. Right. So it's all dovetailed together, and uh, we call it integration. Integration. Arts right. integration. Right. Where, and one of the primary focuses of whole schools throughout this throughout these years has been. Uh, responding to the gradual elimination of uh, art specialists in the schools. And as they're eliminated, we try to step in and say, let us arm the classroom teachers, the history teachers, the math teachers, the science teachers with enough comfort in the arts to be able to integrate a lesson. Right. Because you may or may not have an art specialist. And if you do right. have an art specialist, that's even better. Right. Exactly. Because at your school, you actually do. We do. We are fortunate in that. So we have, yeah, specialists in music and uh, visual art, myself uh, to do drama, and then we have a part-time dance teacher. And Casey, even on their sign, say, says it's education through the arts. That's right. And uh, it's sort of the JPS model of, 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 the, whole schools. of the smaller, uh, of the elementary model. And then they have the performing arts high school. JPS, right, right, right. Well, Power APAC, which starts in fourth grade, fourth grade, fourth okay. grade through high school, but it's kind of a different um, concept because there the emphasis is on the art form itself and not on integration. Exactly, mm -hmm. but inside mm -hmm. of JPS, right, there, there are these different models. Right. Great. So John Howell and I are going to take a break. Welcome back to the Mississippi Arts Hour. I'm Malcolm White. I'm your host today. I am also your director of the Mississippi Arts Commission and have been in that position two years uh, in my second tenure. My first tenure was seven years. And I bet you're getting tired of me, aren't you? But I'm still <laughs> there. Uh, we're in the studio with John Howell. John, welcome back. Thanks. Kevin Farrell is here, our producer. We always appreciate him. And I always check out his shoes. He's got on some wild socks, some green striped socks, but usually with an orange shirt or pink shirt. I don't know. But anyway, appreciate what you do, Kevin. We're always happy to have you here to produce and keep us out of the ditches. He's also our spiritual advisor. We don't we don't often talk enough about that. But uh, John Howell is here. He's our guest. John Howell is Jackson-based um, teacher and actor. John teaches at Casey Elementary School, where he says he has been for 
uh, 20, 22 years now years. At, at Casey. Uh-huh. But prior to Casey, uh, he worked full-time at New Stage Theater and still has a, an association with New Stage. I know you act there. Yes. You do some screenwriting, right, a little bit? Uh I've done some playwriting. Playwriting. Uh huh. Sorry, no screen. It's the, plays. I, I used to do screenwriting when I was oh, uh, much younger. Didn't go anywhere though. <laughs> well, tell Tried us it. a little bit about uh, to our listeners who aren't as familiar as you and I are with New Stage Theater and uh, Mississippi's only equity professional theater. Okay. Uh, and been there for how long? Well, the theater just celebrated its 50th anniversary, was it last year? So it's either 51 or 52. Yeah, Yeah, 51 years now. Um, So, yeah. It wasn't always called New Stage, was it? Didn't it have another name? Yes. I think. But I, you know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I don't was, know. That was before. I don't your know time. the early days. <laughs> <laughs> You're not <laughs> that old. It used to be in a in a different building too, it an was. old church. That's right. And uh, I never saw Jack that. Stevens was here. He'd tell us. Yes, he would. He would know. <laughs> uh, but I know Eudora Welty was involved early mm-hmm. on with the support of and the right. Uh, encouraging the theater to happen. Right, uh, and they uh, still have a. Uh, uh, a series of of new play readings that are uh, right. done in her honor with her it's name, which you're involved with, right? I have been. I, I have been. done those okay. in the past. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, Patty Carr Black was always really involved. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of the people back in the older days. I arrived here in 1979. John Maxwell. Was, John was, Maxwell. Was there. Uh, <laughs> that's right. Uh, and many others. But anyway, so. Uh, what is your current association affiliation with the with the theater? Well, I, once in a while I get to uh, audition and be a guest artist there, and I think that's the most fun way to work <laughs> at New Stage Theater is to right. come in and do a show with them. Uh, so I've done two of them in the past season, and that was a lot of fun. That's more than I usually get to do in a year. So, and how do you? How do you have time to do two of those and <laughs> teach full time? Well, it's a little difficult, but. Uh, you know the the rehearsing is at night. You right. know it's uh, the rehearsal process for a new stage show is three weeks, and uh, it's usually uh, around five hours a day. And mm-hmm. now for the lead actors, many of whom come from out of town, sure. many of whom you know m- might come from New York or whatever, they might rehearse a lot longer and, and you know rehearse earlier in the day. But the, those of us who live here locally and have other jobs, we usually. Uh, start around four or five o'clock whenever we're available and then rehearse till 10 or 10 30 at night what you know depending on the schedule and uh so then the last weekend of rehearsals is the big crunch then you have like uh, uh an eight hour day and a 10 hour day and you you know put all the pieces together the tech rehearsal the the dress rehearsal and all the elements that come together what was the last production you were in? At I was just stage? in Shakespeare in Love, right, which is the show they did right before Sister Act, which is what they're doing now. Mm-hmm. And before that, and before that, at the beginning of the season, I was in, and then there were none. The Agatha Christie play that they did. What would you say is the number of productions that you've been involved in? You know, I was trying to figure stage. that out. Um, it's at least thirty wow. uh, at New Stage. Yeah. Wow, on stage or just some? Yeah, on stage. Yeah, uh, on the main stage. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Have you performed in other arenas? Uh, yeah, uh-huh. Sure. I, I mean, well, at New Stage, they have, you know, they have their um, warehouse theater as well, where they do a lot of their um, unframed series. Mm-hmm. And uh, my wife and I, Diana, we started a theater group about 15 years ago, a community theater called Fondren Theater Workshop. 
Right. So we've done shows all over Jackson, and in fact, outside of Jackson as well. Um, we don't have a home theater. We've, you know, we 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 call ourselves a gypsy theater. We go around to different venues, whatever is available and appropriate for the given show. And so I've performed lots of places with with Fondren Theater Workshop shows. And how would uh, someone learn more about Fondren Theater well, Workshops? Well, we have a website. Yeah. Um, it's uh, FondrenTheaterWorkshop.com, theater spelled with an R-E. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can get on that. There's a Facebook page as well. I don't honestly know a whole lot about the, uh, I bet if you just about Googled, the social media part. I bet but, if you, you just know, Googled but, but Diana Fondren, does. Fondren Theater, theater Workshop, workshop mm-hmm. you'd get all the information. Yeah. So, so you're an English major yes. and, and an actor yes. and a teacher. Why do we sometimes spell theater E-R and sometimes R-E? I'm not really sure, uh, but <laughs> I've those of us in theater feel that R-E is the correct spelling. I think right. most of us have that feeling. I think theater with an R-E is is the what we feel is the uh, performance part of it, where you, you do plays on stage, whereas with an E-R, that, that's more like a building? movie theater. You know? Oh, oh, yeah. oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. okay yeah. I always spell it R-E, but I think that's because I've worked in yeah. the arts so long, I've just sort of picked up on it's, it. It seems to be the preferred spelling. So, right, right. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> uh, so um, do you, you, you've you messed around a little bit with uh, playwriting too, right? Oh, yes. Uh-huh. Talk, talk to us a little bit about that process and yeah. how one can participate in playwriting in Mississippi. Well, uh, I wish I could give good advice about that. I've never... I mean, with Fondren Theater Workshop, I have had plays produced because it's our group. Mm-hmm. But uh, outside of that, I haven't I haven't done a lot with playwriting. Although I know a lot of people who have, um, we've done different things with with uh, uh, people who want to start writing plays. Something that we did we for several years in a row, and we need to do it again. Is something called the Ten Minute Play yes, Festival. Yes, I've, I've seen those. Yeah, uh, that's a. It's a really fun exercise, and, and the way it normally works is you get a bunch of people together on one night, and some of them are, are volunteering to be actors, some volunteering to be directors, and some volunteering to be writers. And um, there, there are all kinds of different parameters that may come into it. You might bring a prop, and uh, the prop has to be incorporated into the play somehow. But whatever it is, the writers are that night, they meet their actors, they're assigned their actors, and they're assigned their director. And they have to go home overnight and write a play that mm. involves those people and, is, it, and is right for those people, yeah. And then they bring it in the next day, the actors get it, they rehearse it all day, and they perform it that night. And wow. it's, a, it's a fun fun way to get... to For people who aren't uh, comfortable with being... Uh, uh, with acting or writing or directing, it's a good way to do it for the first time. Right. You know? Well... Are you involved in the Mississippi Theater Association? Association? We have done a little bit with them, not uh-huh. a whole lot. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, from time to time we have. It's a great organization um, for both educational theater and community theater. Um, and again, I know lots and lots of people who participate in it. Good friends with Stephen Canetto, who for years was the director. And he's at Mississippi State he now, is. working he is. in the, li- the library. In the library. Mm-hmm. And see, we studied under his father. Diane and I were students of his father's in, in the theater program. At Mississippi at State? At Mississippi State, yeah, oh, Dominic okay. Canetto. So uh, we've had an association with MTA for a, a long time. We haven't done taken a lot of productions there. But we have friends who uh, participate in the playwriting contest that they do every year. And that's a good thing to get involved mm-hmm. in if you're if you're wanting to write a play and see what might come of it, you could uh, submit it to the MTA 
playwriting competition. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So um, as an actor and as a teacher, how is it different, uh, say, performing at New Stage versus teaching theater to elementary kids? To kids? Um, yeah. Well, um, with teaching kids, I mean, it's, it's the fundamentals. Um, you, know, you know, I start with first graders. And uh, a lot of the things that I teach them are things that I've learned at whole schools, mm-hmm. uh, things about how to introduce theater to kids. And it's, a lot of it's about learning how to work together and respect one another and listen to each other's ideas and cooperate, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. We, we spend a lot of time on that before we even really get to acting. Um, but uh, what, what I... What I like to do is eventually get them to a place where they can feel comfortable with interpreting uh, something that's a, a little more advanced. So our fifth graders do uh, Shakespeare plays, but it's mm. you know it's a certain it's a, uh, a, a streamlined version of a Shakespeare play, you know, made made uh-huh. uh, appropriate for that that age level. I think the last time I visited Casey uh, on our whole schools. Um, survey or model whatever we call those trips that we make through yes. when we come uh-huh. spend you were teaching iambic pentameter oh yes to uh-huh. the kids to the fifth graders <laughs> yeah, right. right they had just they had done a shakespeare play so they were familiar with some of that and uh-huh. some of that language but they didn't realize that there was a rhythm to it so we were talking about that you told a story that day that i remembered about iambic pentameter that it, it that it duplicates the heartbeat and uh-huh. that's why people are so comfortable with it. would you that's, share that story that is one theory yeah uh, well because, theories are good here this, <laughs> uh, is the, this is mississippi arts hour <laughs> yeah uh well that's one theory that i've heard is that you know the iambic rhythm which is ba bump ba bump ba bump uh follows the heartbeat or some might say the rhythm of breathing or it's you know it's it's an organic rhythm it's a rhythm that's that's in us anyway so it's sort of our language tends to fall into that pattern naturally yeah. oh, i thought um, that was a good point yeah uh, i think most of the fifth graders agree I, with I think you. it helps them understand it yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right we're going to take uh, another little break here uh john howell will be back in the third and final segment here welcome back to the mississippi arts hour this is malcolm white your host today this is our third and final segment of today's show we hope that you are enjoying your sunday afternoon whether you're in mississippi alabama tennessee arkansas or louisiana we reach far and wide Uh, my guest today is john howell welcome back john thank you john is a jackson based teacher at casey elementary school as well as an actor often seen uh, at both New Stage Theater and at the Fondren Theater Workshop performances, which he and his wife have created mm-hmm. and manage and organize and produce and direct. Not and, all by ourselves. There are other people. <laughs> so you have a, an affiliation. Of oh, yes. Yes. It's a big group. Yeah. So, but I was wondering uh, about, you say you you move this around a lot. You don't have we a do. home. It's, it's a theater without walls. Right. Gypsy theater. theater. Gypsy theater. Uh-huh. So what's the strangest and most peculiar place you ever produced a play? That's a good question. Um, well, like I say, we've been all over Fondren and every venue we could find. We were in the old coffee house, which used to be called The Artery. We've done several shows at the Cedars. Uh, we've done shows at churches. We've done um, a couple of shows at the Pix Capri, once in the lobby, uh, a couple of times in the uh, the main area where we did Rocky Horror Show a few times. Um, I think, though, probably the most unusual was an old uh, Radio Shack uh, after they had moved out 
uh, and it was it was going to be torn down. And this was right uh, on the corner of uh, Meadowbrook and State Street. I remember it. I used to yeah. shop there. Yes. <laughs> well, we used that as the uh, venue for a show called The Mystery of Irma Vep. And uh, uh, our, our great friend and uh, frequent collaborator and uh, FTW member, uh, Richard Lawrence, uh, was one of the actors in that. And uh, it's a, it's a two-person show. Um, he and uh, Corey Drake were the were the two stars. So it's one of those quick change shows, kind of like um, uh, Greater Tuna, where mm-hmm. where the two, right. the two guys play all the characters, uh, including women. And so uh, I was in a whim, a womanless beauty review when I was in college, <laughs> and I dressed yeah. in drag, and I won first place. Well, congratulations! It was, it was primarily not... from my talent because I played piano and improvised, and uh, it really went over well. well. That's good. That's that's sort of what they're. Emphasizing in the new Miss America rules now that it's more about talent, than, right? And than it looks. certainly was when, <laughs> when, you when I was involved. Though I had a nice dress, I'm sure I will, you did. I will admit. But anyway, I think that was the most unusual um, uh, place for a show. But we have we have been all over the place. I mean, warehouses, uh, restaurants, you know, just yeah. all kinds of places. Uh, what does your July August uh, calendar look like? Anything well, to report? We do have a show coming up in, um, and we haven't set dates for it yet, okay. but it'll be in the fall, um, late September or early October. Diana's going to, uh, she she would know more about the exact time of this because she's going to direct a show called The Man from Earth, and we're doing it at the Cedars. Mm-hmm. And um, so looking forward to that. That's a, a play by Jerome Bixby, who's a science fiction writer. He wrote a very famous Twilight Zone episode, and this is the last thing that he ever wrote. Oh. And it's an interesting play. Um, we're also sponsoring uh, Juniper Wallace, a uh, uh, drama teacher. I know that, Juniper. That you, that you know, yeah. yeah. Uh, She's involved in whole schools. She is involved in whole schools and in rewriting the drama curriculum oh, uh, for the uh, State Department um, and does a lot of shows at New Stage. But uh, Juniper is going to direct a, a show um, with two high school kids that we will take to MTA and, and enter in the community theater uh, competition. Do you know where it is this year? They move it around. They do move it I've around. Been to it in where a few is places. it going to be? I'm That's sorry, okay. I don't. That's all right. I don't think anybody's got their calendar out, you yeah. know, ready to book it. So, uh, even though this show is will not be aired until sometime in July, and if you're listening to it, it is sometime in July. Uh, we're speaking. John and I are speaking uh, in very early June, and we're both about to leave uh, early next week for a week. Uh, we go off to camp uh-huh. uh, to the whole school summer institute, a, a, a program organized by the Mississippi Arts Commission, and it is one of the teacher training sessions. This is the largest teacher training session of the whole schools. Uh, collaboration with schools. We now have some thirty schools who participate in the whole schools initiative, and they're all across the state. Uh, and they're mostly elementary, though we have a couple of middle schools. Um, and, and these teachers will convene. We're going to be gathering up in Gulfport at the J.D. campus of Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College for five or six days. And uh, we'll have sessions and speakers and art and music and we'll dance and we'll meditate and we'll do yoga and we will sing and uh, there'll be cooking demonstrations. Robert St. John will be cooking food and White Waters will be there and lots of other creatives. But John, you, you've you often uh, 
presented at Hull School Summer Institute. So I was just wondering if you could share a little bit about that experience. Okay. Well, first of all, it is a great experience. It is a great, it is the best uh, staff development for teachers in the state, in my opinion. Not that I've been to every kind of staff development, but from my experience, what you get out of whole schools is more than you can uh, expect to get from from most training of this sort. Because it is a, a lot of fun as well as being enlightening and practical. Mm-hmm. And um, so there's all kinds of different events, as you say, uh, covering the gamut of all the arts disciplines. And my specialty is theater. So I've taught a couple of um, sessions on uh, how to use theater in the classroom. This is for classroom teachers, not, right. you know, uh, art specialists. Right, not art specialists. So um, I just have a, a, a certain repertoire of, of ideas that I've shared with teachers of things that you can do uh, just during the, you know, course of the school year that connect academics and, and theater arts. And you presented at the Winter Institute because I was there. We were at Saltillo right. Elementary I, School, I, and I you did. were on the stage in the in the auditorium there, and you presented a, some sort of... Yeah. Uh, that was an exercise on um, exercise, uh, yeah. character um, tableau, which is not original to me. I took it from another class that mm-hmm. I had. So, you know, everybody steals ideas from each other and uh, and then makes it their own and makes little uh, adaptations to it. Mm-hmm. But that's all that was, yeah. Just character development. Or... Right. Well, it, it, it's a way for you to – your students can explore any character, not only in literature, but any person in history, any person that they've ever learned about. And and turn it into a tableau, which is a picture they make with their bodies, and they, right. they make certain it's poses. You sort of freeze. Mm-hmm. You, you freeze in certain poses to represent different aspects of the character's journey, like what is their initial objective, what's their desire, uh, what is the obstacle to that, what is it that they do to get past that obstacle, and what's the final outcome. And so you create poses to represent all these things, and it helps you have a better understanding of that that person's journey, mm-hmm. whether they're fictional or real. And speaking of journeys, uh, we'll fall back uh, and talk a little bit about Casey Elementary. Now, when you arrived there, was the whole school's uh, program already in place? No. When I came, uh, now, I was hired to be the arts facilitator in 1997. Mm -hmm. So that was a position created specifically for Casey by uh, by JPS because parents requested it. And the parents at the time were very interested in having... uh, Arts integration. They were already talking about arts integration right. uh, in the school, and they wanted somebody to just sort of be the director of that. Um, so, it, their initial model was Beechwood Elementary in Vicksburg, yep. where uh, Jan, Jan, Jan Ferris was. And so, we were kind of trying to imitate what they were doing or get some ideas from them. And then Jan came to the Arts Commission and started up uh, whole schools in 1999. And like yep. I said, I went to the very first whole schools. Uh, institute in, at, at Millsaps. Millsaps College. Exactly. Uh-huh. And it's traveled the state. It, it has. We started at Millsaps. We went to Delta State. Delta State, then Southern, Southern then Ole Miss, Ole Miss, then the Riley Center, and now Mississippi State, Gulf Coast. Now on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. Mm-hmm. Right. So maybe next time we move, we'll come back to Jackson. That'd be convenient. Be fine with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, any big projects you're working on outside of what we've discussed? Anything going on in your world that you want to share uh, I can't with our think listeners? of anything big going on at the moment. <laughs> I mean, I'm always trying to think of things. I do like to write in my spare time, and I wish I... Uh, did more of it and uh, had more success with it, and I hope to do that more. What what kind of writing do you like to well, do? Well, I, I 
I've worked on a novel off and on for, mm-hmm. for many years. So have I. Tried to get, oh, well, I hope you're farther along than I am. <laughs> well, I've at least finished it a couple of times, uh, <laughs> but uh, no luck on publishing. So, Have you sent it about? Uh-huh, I have a few times. How many rejection letters have you gotten oh, on this piece? Only, well, only four or five, but again, I... I don't know, you know, a lot about where to send it and, uh-huh. you know, how to, you know, so I send it to what I think is the the best possible place and then, you know. Do you want to share with us what the story is? It, <laughs> well, d- it's, it's the basic outline. It's science fiction. When oh, I was growing fiction. up, when I was okay. a kid, that's what I wanted. That's That was my ambition. I wanted to be Edgar Rice Burroughs. I don't mm-hmm. know if you're familiar with him. He wrote all the Tarzan stories and the John well, Carter yeah, Mars stories. So that's what I wanted to be. And I, I've just sort of always clung to that idea of wanting to. To write that great uh, 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 outer space adventure. And, what's your uh, What's your favorite movie of of that uh, genre? Well, my favorite science fiction movie is Two Thousand One: A Space Odyssey. Mm. That's probably my favorite film of all. I'm a big movie buff as well. Wasn't it remade a time or it was? There was a sequel, sequel, but not a, but not a remake. remake. Yeah. <laughs> It just celebrated the f- some big anniversary. Fiftieth, fiftieth anniversary. That's right. Uh-huh. 1968. Right, and it was uh, groundbreaking in a number of ways. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, the filmmaking was one. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Special effects. Special effects. So realistic and 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 just an an odd sort of non narrative story that doesn't really tell you. You know everything that's happening. It, it right. leaves a lot to. to was that where Hal work. was? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, the 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 rogue, uh, the rogue computer. computer. Yeah, just <laughs> I remember him, of course, because he had my brother's name. Oh yeah, but <laughs> also I just thought he was a fabulous character. He is. He is. Uh, what what's become character. of Hal? Did he have a know. life after? For all, for all we know, scientists are creating it right now. <laughs> <laughs> the internet may become. He could Hal. be running some giant corporation somewhere. Right. Who, who knows? Uh, uh, so, so no playwriting, no. Uh, no, I have written plays, yeah. uh, uh, and like I said, screenplays, and I try different things, and I still do from time to time. So, have you produced any of the pieces well, that you've written with Fondren Theater Workshop? We've done a couple of the uh-huh. of this uh, projects. I, we started off with a an adaptation of uh, Lewis Carroll's Through the Looking Glass that I wrote, and it was a musical. So I Lewis Carroll's. Through the Looking Glass, Alice Through the Looking Glass, uh-huh. and I wrote the music for it, which is really uh-huh. strange because, as I said, I'm the least musical member of my family. So, but you did write but, the but music. But I did, for this. I did, that's sort of. <laughs> now, didn't you once win the the Eudora Welty playwright? Well, I piece? didn't win it, but I but were... I entered it uh, with a play called Interrupted Journey. Okay, which yeah. is about a, a UFO uh, sighting, a famous incident with Betty and Barney Hill, who were abducted, <laughs> and. Uh, where was I, the I sighting? I thought it would be a good play. Um, it was, you know. It's, oh, this is the historical the, the sighting. The actual story. And then you yeah. wrote a, 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 a play based on their experience. Oh, yeah. and what, and, and what became of them it. in your version? I stuck to their story. I stuck, <laughs> okay. to, stuck to their words, and you know. Did just, you present this? Just uh, we we did a play reading of it, and we did well. We did two play readings of it: once with Fondren and once with the Eudora Wealthy series at New Stage. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's another play I should get back to. <laughs> <laughs> there were just more time. I know. Just more time. So um, in terms of Casey, school's out. We're, yes. we're here in the summer. What goes on in a big building like Casey in the summertime? Repairs and Yeah, lots of repairs, uh, especially this year. They're going to, as I understand it, redo the roof of the building. Oh, So boy. that's going to be a huge undertaking and... We'll see if it's finished when we start yeah. back in August. Well, you know, I grew up on a junior college, community college campus, and I, I worked on the maintenance crew when I was in high school and college and then for a few years afterwards. So uh-huh. I always remember 
that sort of summer, the summertime when the kids, the students would leave <laughs> yeah. and the maintenance crew would take over. Yeah. And we would paint and roof and yeah. redo and fix up. And, and then here they would come again and, and muck and it all up. And spoil everything. Yeah. Next summer, we would, we'd <laughs> be know. right back on it. You yeah. know, it's a vicious that. cycle. So <laughs> isn't, isn't there a, a lot of garden space at that Casey, that someone has to keep up in there the, is some, in the summertime. Uh, but you know, having people to to do that is the difficult thing. I mean, uh, we've had a, a teaching garden, mm-hmm. but to to consistently keep that up, you need one or two teachers who are just absolutely dedicated to it. And we do have uh, uh, one I know for sure who's very good at uh, uh, um, at. Maintaining the garden, but it's a lot of work. But it, during the summer, it's just volunteers, yes, or, or exactly. it just sort of goes to seed, and then you start and over. And then start over when the kids get back. I think so. John Howell, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank and, you, Matt. And I'll be seeing you uh, on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. Great, Look for the whole to it. school summer institute. Thank you for the work you do. Uh, thank you. Not only at the Finder and Theater Workshop, but New Stage, and of course at Casey Elementary. That about does it for today's Arts Hour. Uh, We're here every Sunday at 5 o'clock. Love to have you join us. We are the Mississippi Arts Commission on MPB Think Radio. Until next week, it's Malcolm White saying so long.